Hello, Mama. I am coming to you from my cozy little closet. It's funny if you imagine, you know, if you've heard me talk about that, I often record in my closet, which, you know, makes it sound a little better. But uh, if you imagine what my closet is like, you would be shocked to know how small it is. I barely fit in here. It's not one of those big old walk-in closets. Um, I guess it's maybe technically a walk-in closet, but there's uh, only about a few square feet of room to plop a desk so I don't have to sit on the floor. <laughs> so just picture me in a very tight, cozy space. I'm so blessed and excited to think about moving soon in a few more months um, because we're going to have an office and I just praise God because um, this is, you know, it's cozy and it's been great and we can make it work, but God is so good. So... <laughs> Just picture me here today, uh, surrounded by sweaters and shirts and shoes, and um, it's lovely. Okay, so today we are continuing our series on getting unstuck, and we're we're diving into inadequacy today. How do we get unstuck from feeling inadequate, from believing we're inadequate, from just having this sense that we're not good enough? And if you've heard my story, which if you've been around here for a minute, you probably have, but this is one of the biggest things I have struggled with in my life is just feeling like I am not good enough. And this has stopped me from doing many things in my life and has uh, become a part of my identity in many ways at, at, at times. And so I have gone on such a journey with this. Now, this is still something that I struggle with daily. And it's something I have to fight through and pray through and um, just be on the alert for because I know this is an area where the enemy wants to attack me. And so I want to share with you just a little bit about my journey and what I have learned and how to fight this feeling because I know so many of us struggle with this. And so I want to equip you if you are in the middle of that fight as well. But before we jump in real quickly, I just want to remind you about the Morning Mama Academy. It is launching August 8th. It's a 12-week group pro- group coaching program where you get tons of videos, tons of worksheets to go over, and then we come together once a week for group coaching. It is a life-changing program. And, you know, even if inadequacy is your big thing, the academy is for you because we begin with restoration theory and we really dive into our core wounds. And, um, you know, that's one of my core wounds is feeling inadequate. And so through restoration theory, I have been able to literally rewire my brain to not be stuck stuck in these old thought patterns anymore and not let this have such a big role in my life. And so I'd love to help you walk through the same thing. So, um, you know, if you've heard me talk about it, I I encourage you, if you haven't, go back and listen to episode 114. Uh, The first about 20 minutes of the episode, I unpack every detail for you of what it is. You can also go to morningmamaacademy.gr8.com to get all the information. It's also there too. You can read through it, listen to a video there, get everything you need to know feel free to email me with any questions at support at morningmama.co. I would love to help you know if this is right for you. Um, but there's, there's only a few spots left. So just make sure that if you feel this pull to do something about what you're hearing, like it's such a great place to implement what you've been hearing in the podcast with tons of accountability, tons of, uh, things to help you really take action and not just be encouraged, but actually change your life. And so make sure you apply before the spots fill up. Again, there's only a few left. Uh, you can find it at morningmamaacademy.gr8, the number eight.com. You can also find the link in the show notes in the Facebook group, Instagram, all the places, but okay, that's enough for today. Let's jump into our episode on inadequacy. Inadequacy. 
Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama, we are diving into the exciting and fun and uh, hot topic of inadequacy. It's really not that sexy. That's kind of something I think most of us would probably rather avoid. Uh, maybe we know it's part of our life and we see it play out, but uh, you know, I know inadequacy and this feeling of not being good enough can so easily be attached to the sense of shame. And it becomes this thing we want to hide because I know at least for me, sometimes even the, the knowing that I feel inadequate, I feel like I don't want people to know that about me because then they're going to feel sorry for me. And then they're going to try and be my friend or try and help me, you know, speak up in a meeting just to, um, because they feel bad for me. And that's all of that is such a lie, but it's like this, this, this core lie of being not good enough is connected to so much else. And so it spirals into all of these other lies and all of these other behaviors. And so it's so important that we really dig up the roots of inadequacy and we really figure out how we can stop letting this have a voice in our life. And, you know, as with everything I talk about, we do have to get to the core of it, and understand what is underneath it. Understand how it got formed. Understand why it's there and how we can get rid of it. And so it's really a journey of exploration of trying to understand how this happened. Now, the enemy is definitely someone that's going to perpetuate this thought. He's going to whisper in our ears that we aren't good enough because he wants to hold us back. And so that is definitely one of the factors that contributes to us believing this lie that we're not good enough. But most often there's also a root in our childhood and it's not always intentional. Now, maybe there are some of you that are listening that there were literally these lies spoken over you. Maybe it was people that you loved speaking this over you that you just weren't good enough. And I can promise you that if that happened to you, those lies that were spoken over you only came from the pain of the person that was speaking them. It actually had nothing to do with you. In fact, they were probably projecting what they were feeling onto you. And so, you know, there's a lot more work that you have to do to to get free from that. But just to encourage you in a moment, just keep that in perspective that that is not, that's not proof that that's true about you. And I can say that with complete confidence without knowing your name or without knowing your story, without meeting you, because I know one thing, and this is all I need to know, and that is that God planned you out. Go and read Psalm 139 and just sit on that, read it out loud and journal it and just just sit in that verse, that chapter, because there's so much good stuff about who you are and who God made you to be. And so I can sit here confidently knowing that whatever was spoken over you actually had nothing to do with you because God 
is who created you. He literally planned out everything about you before you were even in your mom's womb. And he has planned out all of your days. And God doesn't make mistakes. So if he made you, you're not a mistake. You're not not good enough because God doesn't make things that aren't good enough. And so today we're going to talk about some more, you know, tactical steps of walking out this freedom from this, this lie of being inadequate, but you do need to also do the deeper work of setting yourself free and actually working through some of these, um, thought patterns and how they got formed to know that it's not true about you, what was spoken over you. And I also want to speak to those of you that maybe it wasn't specifically spoken over you, but it was just something you learned or you picked up on or, or the way that the enemy skewed different circumstances in your life. And this is, my story. No one ever spoke that specifically over me. My parents were very encouraging and loving and I was so blessed by that. But it was just these these subtle little moments that that were unintentional from my parents or from other people in my life. And, and no one intended to harm me in this way, to, to create this wound. But that's the thing about being human in a fallen world is that we're all going to get wounded no matter what. No matter how, you know, and even specifically as we, our parents, we got to remember, this is something that has set me free in my parenthood that I will for sure wound my kid, emotionally wound my kid. Like there's, it's inevitable. There's no way out of that. I am a broken human trying to raise kids or trying to raise broken humans. Right. And so they will end up wounded. So I want you to take some, some peace in that. Just Find some freedom in that, that you don't have to try and be perfect. You don't have to worry about every moment you mess up with your kids because it's inevitable. And actually, those are moments that can draw you closer to each other. They're moments that you can help remind your kids that we all need Jesus, that we're all broken. And so set yourself free from that, first of all. But, you know, for those of you that that's your story as well, that you were wounded by these little subtle things and you still have this sense of inadequacy you know, it's good to explore where that came from. And there can be a lot of healing that comes from that. But ultimately, the the way out is the way out. That's something uh, the creator of restoration theory says all the time, uh, Dr. Terry Hargrave. And that means no matter how big or how little your trauma is, the way out is the way out, which is rewiring your brain, which is forming your pain and your peace cycles and using your four steps to rewire your brain. And so ultimately, no matter where the trauma came from, no matter how big or small, no matter what the story is behind it, you've just got to do that deeper work of deciding that you are going to choose to believe God's word, God's truth about who you are, and that you're going to stop believing this lie. And ultimately, when we choose to believe the lie, we are actually aligning ourselves more with what the enemy says about us than what... what God says about us. It's a powerful thought, right? Like when we choose to believe the lie that we are not good enough, that's exactly what the enemy wants us to believe. We're aligning ourselves with what he's saying, with his lies, and we're rejecting the truth of God. And so we've got to see in that kind of black and white because we need to be reminded that this isn't just trying to make us feel better or trying to, you know, get through life a little healthier, trying to stop, you know, feeling sorry for ourselves, right? This is actually as serious as believing God's word. This is what he says. And so you've got to go on that journey and figure out if you can believe that. 
And part of doing that is how, how, how I know to do it is through restoration theory and using your four steps to rewire your brain and align how God made your brain to help you heal. And God's going to come alongside you supernaturally in that process to help that. And it's so incredible. So you know, make sure you're doing that deeper work wherever you do it. Uh, you can go back and listen to episodes 15 through 20, restoration theory. I talk about it all the time, but it's so essential, so central to what we do around here. The academy, we go in depth into restoration theory. So if you want some accountability there, if you want a therapist's eyes on it, I'm a former therapist and this is what I used to use in my practice. I have lots of training on it. I help to help you make sure that you got your pain and your peace cycles just right and correct so that you you can really use them on a daily basis. You know, another thing I wanted to mention too is, you know, I'm always talking about restoration theory and for me and so many people I know that has been the the path to freedom. Now, I, I've known some other people though that love Dr. Caroline Leaf's uh, work. She has this thing called the brain detox and it helps you um, get rid of all those toxic thoughts and start over and, and, and build healthy thoughts. And there's this 21 day brain detox that specifically one of the pastors on our staff has used again and again for different uh, things and it has changed her life. And so if you want to try something different, if you're not ready to jump into the academy um, and you don't want to try restoration theory on your own, that's another option for you. Go and uh, pick up her book uh, and walk through that process of doing that 21 day brain detox. And get rid of these old lies that are holding you back. So that's the deeper work that you need to begin with. But you also, there's things that we do every day in our lives that contribute to this, that either help us find freedom, help us walk in that freedom, or add to it, right? That just enforce, reinforce that feeling of inadequacy, that belief that we're not good enough. And so I'm going to talk about some of those more practical things. And the first one I want to talk about is comparison. So, I mean, I know people talk about it all the time, but it's because it's such a powerful thing. Uh, my pastor says, comparison is the thief of all joy. And it's so true. When we compare ourselves to someone else, we have completely lost sight of our, the uniqueness in which God crafted us and has led us in our lives. And we're comparing two things that should never be compared. It's like that silly analogy that's so true of comparing apples and oranges, right? Like they're two different things. And so if you can try and compare an apple and an orange, uh, it, it just doesn't work, right? Like, And we think just because it's another mom or it's another woman, uh, whatever, it's someone in our season of life, we think that we should compare. We think it's apples and apples, but it's not because God designed each of us completely uniquely and he has different purposes on our life. And that means we have different gifts. We have different callings. We have different things we rock at and different things that we struggle with. And so if you struggle with feeling not good enough, you need to sit down right now, get out a pen and paper, and you need to to just piece through every bit of your life and think about where comparison is showing up for you. Is it when you go to church? Is it when you watch TV? Is it when you're in a mom's group? Is it social media? I know that one is huge. I know for me, 
you know, if, if you follow me on social media, you know, I am not on there much. I try and check in, um, at least a couple times throughout the week to see if I have any messages from you guys. Cause I do want to respond to those, but I don't post anything. I don't even go in for my personal reasons. I haven't posted anything on my personal account in years. Um, and so, <laughs> uh, but part of the reason is one, it was a time suck for me. It was, it was just such, uh, I had a hard time setting healthy boundaries with it. And even when I did set healthy boundaries, like it just doesn't really do anything good for me. And it contributes 100% to this comparison. I look at other pictures of people that have better homes or have more friends or do cooler things. And, you know, there's just a little twinge that happens inside of me. And I feel like, oh, gosh, that's some proof that I'm not good enough or, or some proof that I need to, to fix this area of my life when maybe I don't at all. Maybe exactly where I am is the right place. And now I have a much better time generally now with social media if I ever do hop on for a minute. And so now it's more just that it's a time suck for me and doesn't really add to my life. But the way that I've got there is I have taken huge boundaries set up. I've put set up huge boundaries with social media. Like I have taken months, years off of social media, completely deleting accounts. And for me, that has been what I needed. To me, it does not add to my life. And so whatever you need to do, if that's you, if you're, uh, he, you know, hearing me talk about this and you're like, oh, that's me. Oh, that's me. Then you need to figure out some hard boundaries with social media. I have an episode all about this that you can go back and listen to and form a plan for yourself to get healthy boundaries with social media. It's episode 36. So make sure that you go and listen to that. If that is, is if this at all sounds like you. But wherever this area is where you begin to struggle with comparison, just make sure you take note of it. And, and again, go and do the deeper work with God and help him uh, help you understand why you get triggered there. What's going on? What, what are you allowing to happen in that space that leads you to this place of comparison? And then just really remind yourself of this truth that God made you uniquely. You're not supposed to be anyone else. Your life isn't supposed to look like anyone else's. It's supposed to look like yours and how God has led you. So all you need to do is be obedient to his voice. And that's all you need to have the healthy, beautiful life that you want. Okay. So once you get those boundaries in place, you figure out what's going on in those different settings. Um, this is another tactical step that kind of reinforces what we talked about a minute ago, but you need to memorize the word of God. So you need to go into some scripture and you need to pull out some verses that resonate for you with your specific struggle of inadequacy that speak directly to who you are. And you need to memorize those and you need to post them all over your house, all over your phone. Uh, God says his word is living and active and sharper than any double-edged sword. So, you know, we talked about the enemy wanting to attack us with this feeling of inadequacy. We've got to be prepared for that. That attack is coming, especially if you've struggled with it in the past. And so you've got to be prepared. And the only offensive weapon that we have uh, as Christ followers is the word of God. And so when we memorize his word, we can use it like literally like a sword to slash these lies and to stop them. And so, you know, you, you feel that lie coming on, you feel this, this questioning of, am I good enough? And you pull up this verse and you're like, no, I am more than enough. I'm more than a conqueror. That's what God says about me. I am beautifully and wonderfully made in his image. He planned me out and he doesn't make mistakes, right? And so you, you, you memorize these verses. You know, I'm even kind of quoting some of my morning mantra that I have. I've, I've 
completed a whole morning mantra that I often start the day with saying, and a lot of it has to do with believing what God says about me. And so you got to get equipped for that battle by specifically memorizing some verses. Don't just go and read the Psalm 139, memorize it, and then pull out some specific verses that you're going to quote when those moments come. Okay, the next one that I have for you is to speak the lies out loud to those you love. Whew, I know this can be a hard one. Like I was saying before, there can be a lot of shame attached to even admitting that you feel this way. You don't want people to feel sorry for you. You don't want people to see you differently. And, you know, I think all a lot of us with an inadequacy problem either puff up in pride and kind of make ourselves bigger and pretend like we're, we're so confident and so awesome, or we shrink back and we get small and we withdraw from people. And so especially for those of us that struggle just to puff up. And I think we can all do both in different settings. It can be really hard to admit these things. It takes a lot of courage and vulnerability to step into sharing this struggle with people that you love. But let me tell you, there is so much freedom that comes from this. You know, we did this really cool exercise in my connect group. I'm uh, because I'm on the church staff. I get to be in uh, one of my pastor's connect groups. And she did this uh, amazing exercise that she had gotten to do in uh, kind of this retreat that she went on and she, she brought it home to do with us. And I was the only one that actually knew what it was for the weeks prior because she wanted me to share it with some of our Connect Group leaders. And so I had many weeks to dread this all happening. And let me tell you, I did dread it. <laughs> and there was jokes made when I talked about that later because they're like, wait, you're a therapist. Like, why would you dread this? Why would you be scared of this? And I was like, guys, I love helping other people be vulnerable. I love helping other people bring things to the light. But for me, it's still a challenge just like everyone else. And so I, leading up to this, was so scared. But what the exercise was is that we got these handkerchiefs with our names on them. And on it, we wrote all of the lies that we believe about ourselves. Um, and specifically like in I am statements, like I'm not good enough. I'm ugly. I'm not a good mom. I am awkward. I'm alone. I'm a fraud. You know, and, and everyone's list is going to look different. And the list is can go on for much longer than that. But you know, I think so many of those lies we all resonate with. And so we, we wrote these kind of things, whatever it was for us, down on our handkerchiefs. And then we had to go up in front of our group uh, with our pastor by our side. She was standing with us and supporting us. And we had to read these statements out loud. I am not good enough. I am ugly. And with each one that we said, our pastor would grab us on the shoulder and say, you are more than enough. You are beautifully and wonderfully made. And she would respond to each one of them, which was so powerful. But to speak some of these out loud, I remember dreading for weeks. I was so terrified that if people knew that I believe this, if people knew that I struggled in this area, would they really want to be my friend? Would they still see me in the same way? Would they still allow me to be a leader? Would they just feel sorry for me and then, you know, kind of just pity me and not really be a true friend, right? So all of these fears mounted up before this this night that happened. And it was very painful and hard to be up in front of everyone and read these things. I was, <laughs> I could barely get the words out because I was crying so hard. 
But let me tell you, you know, not only was there power in my pastor speaking that truth into me, there was so much power in that, but there was actually so much power just in speaking these things out loud and confessing them to my sisters in Christ who are on this journey with me. And so while it is terrifying, and I can relate with you on that because I felt that, but there is something supernatural that happens when we bring these lies into the light and we allow God to cleanse them and we allow other people in on it. And, you know, those other people, they weren't like, oh, I feel so sorry for you. You're right. This is the truth. No, they were like, what? I can't believe you believe that. Right. And as I heard their lies, I was like, whoa, I had no idea you even thought that. And didn't make me think any less of them. It was like, oh, wow, this actually means maybe my lies aren't real because if they believe that, that's clearly not true. So maybe some of my lies actually are not true either. And so you need to find a space in your life where you can do this. And it doesn't have to look exactly like this exercise, but it needs to be a place where you can share your struggles, the the deepest, darkest thoughts you have, the scariest things that you never want to tell anyone. You can't keep them in. And you can't even just tell them to God, that's a great start, but you've got to confess them to the people that are around you, that are linking arms with you and charging the hill with you as we go through this life. And if you don't have a space like that, let me just remind you, get into a church, find a church. God wants to help you plant deeply in it, get in a connect group and be real, be your authentic self. Don't shy back. Don't shrink back. Don't puff up. Just be you and let people see you, you know, make sure it's a safe group of girls. But if it's a connect group in a church, it most likely is. And there is going to be so much freedom that comes from that. And after those moments of confession, you might have uh, some vulnerability hangovers like Brene Brown talks about where the next day you're like, oh my gosh, same a uh, shame spiral starts and you think, oh no, I told them too much. They know too much about me. You know, all those lies start again. So when that happens, just go back to your girls and tell them that happens. You know, a few girls after that night told me that that's where they went after that, that they struggled with shame and felt like they had said too much and we talked about it, right? So we got to just keep going back. There's always going to be more to go back to, but we've got to confess it and bring it to the light. And with this, I just want to remind you, you've got to have your heart open and ready to receive the truth. So if someone is speaking truth back to you, like my pastor was doing, you've got to literally take the, the guard down the wall, down in your heart that, that is scared of that truth and, and wants to kind of push away from it. And you've got to just push it down and receive it and ask God for help with that supernatural help so that he can allow you to receive that because that is half the battle is people want to speak this truth to us and we can come up with 500 reasons why that's not true, but that's not going to get us anywhere. So you just have to decide that you're going to be open and receptive to what these people who love you say about you and what they think about you. And you got to kind of remove some of that pride that you think you know better. Or that if you need what they have to say, that it means you're weak. None of that is true. We all need each other. And so we got to go in with humble hearts, ready to receive. Okay. The last thing I have for you in terms of helping you get unstuck from inadequacy to stop believing this lie that you're not good enough is you need to just start doing what God has told you to do. Whatever that is, as God told you to start a Bible study, Has God told you to apply for a job? Has God told you to mentor someone? Has God told you to join the worship team at church? Has God told you to press into a certain friendship? 
Like whatever it is, whatever God has been pulling you to and calling you to, just start doing it. You're never going to feel ready. You're, this this feeling of inadequacy, no matter how much you work on it, isn't going to fully go away, especially if it's a core wound. It'll be with you for the rest of your life. It's just as you go through, you get more control over it. You have more power over it. It doesn't define you anymore. It doesn't hold you back anymore, but it will be there. And so part of what happens is we just have to start doing. And in that doing, you're actually going to see why God pulled you to that and called you to that. You're going to see the gifts inside of you that God placed there come out. And you're going to build confidence as you watch yourself walk out these things that seemed terrifying and impossible. And, and before you know it, you're going to look back and be like, oh, that actually is easy. I can't believe I was so scared of that. And so whatever God is calling you to, don't wait, don't try and get healthier and stronger before you start it. Just take a step towards it. And in that step, you're going to get healthier and stronger. Do the other work as well. Like do the deeper work, you know, put these th- boundaries and different things in place in your life, but don't wait to do the thing until you reach X point. You just got to start. And in that, God will be faithful to help you heal and to build that confidence and to, to give you power over this lie that has bound you. Like for me, let me tell you, I've shared this before, but you know, publishing that first podcast episode was one of the most terrifying things I ever did. Actually, before that, sending the recorded episode to my editor to edit was one of the most terrifying things I've ever done. Just that simple step of like the first person actually hearing what I was going to air. It was like this, this moment of like, oh my gosh, she's going to think, how could she put this into the world? Like, why would she ever do this? Right. And, and so even just one person having access to that and, and potentially having those thoughts was so terrifying. I had like a mini panic attack literally over that and God helped me. And I published those episodes and it was so scary. And anytime I know that someone I know is listening, it still feels scary, but I have just been faithful to say yes and to keep stepping one foot in front of the other, one episode, one episode, one episode, just keep going. And now I don't know that it's easy. You know, it still requires a lot of faith and a lot of strength to keep pushing forward. But is it easier than that first episode I sent to my editor? One million percent. I, my dad is now my editor. He's amazing. And you know, when I send episodes to him, you know, I feel a little bit of that, but not anywhere in comparison to what it used to be. And honestly, part of that too, is just being reminded. God has reminded me on this journey that it's really not about me. (laughs) And it's not even about other people listening. It's actually about God. And I have to keep my eyes fixed on God and what he wants to say. And even if there's criticism and even if there's things that people don't like, that's okay. I just have to be obedient to God. And through this journey, I have grown so much in confidence about what God is speaking to me and that I have something to offer and I have something to say. And, you know, again, it's a continual journey, but stepping out in that faith has been life-changing. So mama, do it. Take the leap. God's got you and he's going to meet you right there and it will change everything. And maybe at first it'll get worse. (laughs) Probably will but just keep pushing and keep fighting and you're going to find some freedom. So let me just pray for you. God, 
I thank you so much for every mama that's listening. I thank you that you created her. You planned her out. You crafted every part of who she is so intentionally, God, and you do not make mistakes. And so, God, I just pray that uh, that truth would just resonate in her heart and her mind right now, God, that you would just show her how to walk out this freedom that you have for her, God, that she doesn't have to be stuck in these lies anymore, God, and that you want to remove these shackles that have been holding her down, Lord. And so we just pray for that freedom to come, God, in the name of Jesus, God. God, and I just pray you would give her the courage and the boldness to take this step we're talking about. Whatever it is that you're calling her to, no matter how big or small, God, that you would just give her the courage and the strength to take that step. And in that, God, you would meet her, God, like never before. She would feel closer to you than ever before, and she would feel more confidence rise up in her, God, as she watches you work through her, God. You're such a good God, a good father that we can trust and lean on. We love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.